Welcome back, everybody, to another Eat Speed podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Rick Press. Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. And we are on location. Tell us where, Bud. Cannon Chinese Kitchen on the near south side of Fort Worth. Jerry Ho, Scott Kaiser. Hello. Tell us Hello. how you found this amazing place. We found this place. We had been searching for another concept, and we, we wanted to be either in the near south side or over by 7th Street, where everybody is. And um, we found that we want, always wanted to open a restaurant in an old house, essentially. So we looked on Magnolia. There was nothing left. And our uh, realtor, Joe Klein, helped us find this, who was owned by his mom, uh, Joan Klein. When in doubt, ask your mom, right? Exactly, ask your mom. And so uh, we found this place. It was it was tucked. It was tucked away in the middle, kind of in the middle of the neighborhood, um, like one street away from where all the development's going to be. But I think we liked that. We liked that it was it was neighborhoody feel and kind of family because we wanted our new restaurant to be kind of like eating at your grandma's house. That was really important. So, and so it, we, it was this, perfect. This this house is eighty years old, Rick and Steve. Right, and a, just a block away from the Raw Brewery. For anybody who, well, if you've lived in Fort Worth for any length of time, you should have been there by now, right? That's right. So it's not going to be hard to find. Now, Jerry has a couple of other restaurants that you probably have heard of, Tokyo Cafe, Shinjuku Station. So how did Canon come about after you're expanding your empire, right? Well, we we knew I, I knew I didn't want to do another Japanese restaurant because there's more than enough in Fort Worth right now. So You couldn't say that a few years ago. <laughs> couldn't but. say that a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, we, we weren't always supplied with sushi until the last couple of years. That's right. That's right. And so when we were thinking about another concept, I, I knew that my wife and I, on Sundays when we were closed, always wanted Chinese food. And there was never anything that Me we too. really I wanted. Me too. I always Chinese food on Sunday. And there was never really anything we wanted to really eat. I mean, so, um, you know, Chinese-American food was not something that we grew up with. And so we wanted something, a restaurant that kind of portrayed things that we grew up eating. And I think that was that's where it kind of started. Now, Scott, you're the chef. How did you get tied into this? I worked for Jerry at Tokyo Cafe. Horrible with time, I'm going to say seven years ago and then again five years ago and i don't know how my name came up but i've stayed in contact and i consider jerry a good friend well, now um, how, how do you know what jerry grew up eating <laughs> <laughs> talking to jerry and working next year at the sushi bar at tokyo cafe and then i actually got the fortunate opportunity to work with angela ho jerry's mom who uh jerry's parents are i consider them to be great restaurateurs um, and a lot of the inspiration for the food came from talking to Jerry, Mary, and Casey about what they grew up eating. So I don't ask my mom. I ask Jerry's mom. Yeah, then before Tokyo Cafe, your family's been in the business on Camp Bowie for 20 years. Is that right? Uh, yeah. How long has Tokyo been there? Since 97. Yeah. So and, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been trying to explain to people what makes Canon Chinese different. And I usually say it's it's contemporary and it kind of brings more of, of, a, of an upbeat atmosphere um, you know, but tell people what's different about the besides being like you know south side hipster you know uh, talk about what's different about the menu like i said a lot of my inspiration for the dishes the dishes this i've been playing around with uh has come from what jerry talks about eating the fried rice uh, is exactly what try to make exactly what they grew up with fried rice um very much like what their mom or grandma might have cooked and what they had growing up I've done Japanese food since 99, um, ate Chinese food since I was a kid. My family always went out to Chinese food every Friday night. So it's been a chance for me to explore traditional Chinese because I grew up like every other kid in the suburbs, eating sweet and sour pork that was dredged <laughs> in batter 
and an overly sweet high fructose corn syrup with red dye number five. So I wanted to. Find and he, out lived, what he lived really to tell was. about it. You actually know the recipe. I see. I see. But, but had, had I never you, actually made it that way. <laughs> how do you combat that? You know, sort of notion that if people hear well Chinese food, that's what they think it is. Now this is something different, right? And how do you get them to kind of when they come here to know that they're not necessarily going to be eating those kinds of things? I mean, I think what's good is like you know Scott and I've always worked really well together. I, I've always been able to describe describe what I'm talking about and you know, flavors and ideas to him. And he's able somehow, for some reason, he's able to, to take these words that come out of my mouth and, and create a dish or a recipe that matches what I'm thinking in my head. And it's, it's, it's a great relationship that we have and it's a great talent that he has too. So now the, uh, the, the dishes here, uh, evening, it's like tapas, smaller, portions at lunch yeah. it's like entrees kind of like bird cafe does how's That's that been right. working out i think it's been going well i think the whole sharing concept's working well the, you know we we started that at shinjuku um you know growing up as a fan in my family it was always everything was shared everything was put in the middle of the table and you all you got a rice a bowl of rice and then you just took the, the dishes from or the ingredients from the middle of the table to your to your bowl of rice and so that's just how we ate. And so I, I feel like that's a better way to eat when you're going out. I mean, when you go out, you're, you're celebrating, you're having good time with friends. Um, to me, that's more of a communal style of dining. And, and I think that's, it's more fun. It, it definitely is more fun. You get to try more things for sure. Talk about the, the design and the atmosphere in this house. Who who's, came up with the inspiration? It's really cool. Yeah. So my, my brother-in-law, Casey, uh, his wife, uh, used to be in the in the interior design business, and so she she still has a knack for it. I mean, so she helped come up with this design. We we knew we wanted it to be kind of a vintage feel, and then also as the, as though you're eating at your grandma's house. So we we do the whole mismatch plates, old plates that you can get at Goodwill, and uh, you know I, I'm paying odes to my parents by doing the old crown fold on the linen. <laughs> Because <laughs> growing up, my parents had Chinese restaurants, and so we had, we always had that mustard yellow. Uh, yeah, the, men, the menus with the with the calendar, and that's and, right. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you: so far, do people in Fort Worth get it? Does, do they see what you're doing when the customers come in? Are they looking for for a new Szechuan, or are they looking for something that's different? Everyone I've talked to enjoys the small plate concept, the ability to try different things kind of experience the menu more than just select one thing. And everyone in Fort Worth has been very receptive of our food. Well, this is not a place, though, if you're not looking for it, you're not going to drive by. It's kind of in a – that's part of the charm of it. It's tucked away in this little neighborhood with a park across the street, though. How do you kind of get the word out that that uh, Jerry's got a new place? You know, the Tokyo Cafe – the people from Tokyo Cafe, which obviously has a loyal following in Shinjuku. Is that sort of how you do it, word of mouth or – um, right now, it is mostly word of mouth. Um, we, we've been obviously using Facebook and Twitter, and um, you know, we've been getting a lot of help, obviously, from media outlets. You know, Bud's been really supportive of us, and I know that that really helps us a lot um, to get things out. But it, it is right now, right now, it's mostly kind of grassroots Facebook, word of mouth, advertising within our social media networks. Let's be sure and tell people what to try when they come. What are the dishes? that you're proudest of, that you hope people, their first or second trip, will be sure and try? So far, the entire menu. Uh, everyone <laughs> seems to grab it. Some of the things that I personally love, um, 
and I would like him to try the bok choy with the XO. Um, we make our XO in-house, and uh, I, its flavor profile is bold and broad. The, uh, the bok choy with the fermented bean curd is a personal favorite of mine and Jerry's. Uh, it's a little more out there. Um, more of, a, of an aged cheese profile. Some of the things that most everyone has liked is the sweet and sour pork ribs. Uh, it's familiar when you order it, when it's set down. Uh, it's a beautiful pork that's raised. It's Nyman Ranch. Um, the pork's phenomenal by itself. We braise it five hours um, in a light char siu. Char siu can be way overpowering, and we, uh, we water it down with some uh, pork stock. And then give it a light glaze and a very simple sweet and sour that we use roasted beets to bring a little earthy undertone and some bright red color that's familiar to us instead of <laughs> any sort of food dye. And the beets bring out the earthiness, balances out the, the sweet and sour. Um, yeah, the ribs have been everyone's favorite. Uh, the pancakes, extremely simple, delicious. Um, we make them in-house every day. And then the... Uh, the surprising thing to me is the wok seared bean sprouts with scallions. Uh, it is simply three ingredients if you take out the salt and pepper cooked for seconds in the wok. But uh, the way the wok handles with the heat and then the complement of the sauce, they're delicious. Steve, is there something you like here? The dumplings are good, too. Yeah, dumplings are good. Uh do you, have your, do you have your own table here yet? Because <laughs> no. I know you've been here a lot. <laughs> no, but uh, one of the things I do want to try is the uh, the bok choy with the uh, XO sausages. They've been sold out both times, so I've asked for it. Yeah. Before we get away, we should say you have a full bar here. Are there a couple of signature cocktails? Well, my favorite one is the Sailor Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How'd you come up with that one? <laughs> Well, it has, it, it has Sailor Jerry ramen, so uh-huh. that, that's where the name came from. And then our, our most popular one right now is called the F and Bob Barker. Um, I guess Bob, <laughs> Bob, Bob Barker was a fan of lemonade, and so we use F and vodka, which is a cucumber-flavored uh, vodka with lemonade. So it's really refreshing, great for the summer. When you serve, you tell people not to forget to get their pets spayed and neutered and just <laughs> Bob Barker. That's right. <laughs> so the third restaurant you don't look any worse for the wear. The restaurant business is a tough business, but you you got a smile on your face. How do you keep managing to come up with these sort of success stories? I like to eat. <laughs> See, and, so. and he's thin, too, so that doesn't really... <laughs> and can we get an update on Tokyo Cafe? I'm at the... uh, we're, we're close to finishing our plans, and so hopefully we start construction this next month. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, I, I saw a picture on Facebook where you actually had some plans laid out. So I was going, I'm getting kind of okay. <laughs> they're, they're working their way yeah, out. I'm sure yeah, you must, we're have, getting close, must be so. hearing from people who miss Tokyo Cafe. Yeah, we're, we're thinking about getting some t-shirts that says coming soon. So <laughs> <laughs> we're not closed. Yeah, I ran into Kevin occasionally, you know, and he'll, he'll be fixing stuff sort of kind of gives you like a little bit of remembrance of Tokyo Cafe. But uh, but um, waiting for it to reopen. Any other sort of... Uh, brainstorms about new restaurants beyond canon chinese and yes i have a lot of ideas um i i just have i have to take it one at a time though but yes i i'd like to open more eventually and so for people who would say well i want to try this place i want to find it should they come at lunch should they come at dinner what do you what do you recommend uh, as a starter um i think dinner is usually the best best way um because lunch our lunch is is entree based and so you, you know you're kind of 
eating only one thing. And I don't know if that's the best way to experience our restaurant. Um, we do that just because it's mostly business people coming at lunch. And so we want to get you in and out. Uh, but dinner is probably the best time to experience our, our concepts. Now, I was here for lunch a couple of days ago and uh, uh, we actually shared everything still. <laughs> we bought three entrees <laughs> and just said, uh, give us some plates. We're going to split this up. <laughs> Great. Oh, I, I love that. I love that y'all did that. Cool. You know, it's nice to have a, a new upbeat. I, for years, people called and said, is there a new Chinese restaurant? Is there any place to go? We've already been to the two or three old standards and I've had to send them to like Howard, uh, Howard Wang's in South Lake and, and places like that. So it's good to have some place that, that's, that's got a little more edge to it. And the menu is kind of small right now. Are you planning to expand it any or is that you want um, to keep it? We're probably going to try and keep it small. Our, our uh -huh. goal is to keep the menu kind of rotating. Mm -hmm. So what we're trying to do is get this one stabilized, get everyone cooking things consistently. Mm -hmm. And then the idea is we're going to try, try rotating like mm -hmm. specials regularly and then also change during the season. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we were talking a, a little bit earlier about, you know, sort of this explosion of Japanese cuisine in, in Fort Worth that we went from sort of zero to 60 in, in terms of sushi restaurants. 120. And, yeah, 120. <laughs> uh, you see a similar evolution in Chinese food because we don't, we don't have a ton of sort of really kind of signature Chinese restaurants here. I, I do see it. I, I think Chinese food is is one of those cuisines that kind of hit rock bottom and then now it's going to kind of rebound and grow and, and, and get reinvented essentially. I, I do see that happen. All right. Well, come check it out. Canon Chinese. Go maybe on a Saturday and go mm -hmm. have, have some beer over through our brewery. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, I think we're going to stay for lunch, right? Of course. <laughs> okay. yeah, but uh, the XO sauce isn't on the lunch menu, I don't think. Maybe Scott can hook you up. Maybe Scott can hook you up. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Scott. Once was a sweet thing.